Welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. I am Mark and I am loving the lockdown. I'm Dan and I'm perfectly okay with it. In fact, I, I would go to fast say I'm quite enjoying it. And I'm Sol and I've got this city on lockdown or something or other. I don't, I don't know. I don't know any, I, I don't know any lockdown songs. Yeah, I mean, I understand that you've not had any time to look down for lockdowns because you know you've been so busy out and about and stuff <laughs> so um we've got um newcomers one eight one eight seven lockdown one eight one eight seven lockdown look at my selector there you go there one eight seven lockdown we'll have that dun, 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 dun. that Quick sounded Google. like something yeah, else gaming related gunman anyway gunman. we'll put the link in the show notes Anyway, we better let these people know what we're about. So, um, if you are new to Pixel Hunt Podcast, what we do is deep dive and analyse games one letter at a time. Um, we're going through the Nintendo Entertainment System, NES or Famicom, if you prefer, at the moment. And today's episode is brought to you by the letter L for Legend of Cage. Or, if I say it accurately, Legend of Kage. Um, but but we're but, not but we're geez. not just games, are we? In there? Well, no, because we'll have a look at the year that this came from and have a bit of banter about what went on in that year and what was good uh, in, in terms of films and music and all that malarkey, um, as well as reviewing this dreadful game. Uh, but before we come on <sighs> to that. Um, we can have a little roundtable chat about what we've been up to since the last pod. So I shall bat you over to Daniel and he can let us know what he's been doing. Before lockdown happened, um, I stayed in my house as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then lockdown so it's happened. It's no different for you, has it? <laughs> no, then lockdown happened. And other people have to stay in the house with me now. Um but in that, yeah, I know. In that time, I have played. Did I tell you about a game called Ruiner? Mm, oh, I, I've seen. Uh, I've got this one. I think I picked it up on Game Pass, but um, I only okay. played it very, very briefly. Yeah, it's all right actually. Uh, like a bright neon kind of dystopian future world and uh, yeah. isometric kind of go That's... around, shoot, kill things. It's good. It's, it's quite intense in times. Um, went through that. But I don't know if I mentioned that on a previous podcast because it's a while now and I just can't remember whether I've talked about it. But anyway, that's ye olde back way back when. Um, I finished off Children of Mortar, which is that roguelite um, dungeon crawler with the different members of the family, the Bergsons, with a voiceover from someone who keeps narrating his story, which is quite good, quite nice. Plays well. Um, there's not a massive amount of depth to it, but there's enough to keep you going and it progresses enough to, to keep you keep your attention that was on game pass as well um and so yeah watch 28 days later i i enjoyed it and i thought i've forgotten what happens at the end and then i was like oh go on yeah which was good i enjoyed that and we've been watching um 
the new series of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because that's one yeah. of my favourite things. It never fails to make me laugh. And I uh, like it. That's one of them things that you can just dip in and out of whenever. It's the, yeah. If there's no on, shuffle that on. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we've both gone through both series of a BBC comedy drama called White Gold. Yeah, I liked about, that as well. Um, double glazing salesman in the 80s. And the, the, scene, the scenery is just on point. All the cars on point. The music's on point. It's just a great... Great series. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Two of the guys from In Betweeners and him that's not a rapist in it, aren't it? Yes, he definitely isn't. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't um, convicted of anything. So no, yeah. no, that's why I said him that's not a rapist. I don't, I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to define everyone as not a rapist because I've, I've, <laughs> no, I know, I've, I've not been. You know what I mean? Now it's probably easier to point out. What yeah, was it, it he was in? It wasn't it Veronica Mars. It was Gossip one of them Girl. other crap ones. Gossip Girl, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we watched that and uh, really enjoyed that. I recommend it. And been watching Paradise PD on Netflix. That cartoon? Yeah. Now, the first episode had me hooked. It really made me chuckle. Right. And I'm getting a few episodes in. And I'm, the odd episode's like, yeah, it's not funny. And I'm, I'm, no, I like I'm, the reverse I'm, of... The reverse of Bojack Horseman. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't like that. I watched about three or that, four episodes yeah. of that and all that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, you need... It. The whole thing opens up about three quarters of the way through series one and then it just turns into something absolutely genius. But yeah, the beginning is a bit of a slog. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm ploughing on with Always Sunny and I'm still struggling with that. It's 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 starting. Oh, it's it's picking. It picks up slowly, doesn't it? I mean, comedy-wise. Did you tell me... Did you listen to what I said at start at series four or not? Of course I didn't. I've been. I've, I'm, I'm, yeah, midway, well, I'm midway through series three. Then you've made your own problems, haven't you? This is why I said start at series four, and then that's that's where it peaks out. And then once you've got used to it and you love it, then you go back to series one and you really appreciate those first three series because you can see where they're going. That's why you start at series four. Yeah, it's taking it's taking some time to to, to get funny. But my mates at work are like, "What are you talking about? All of it's really funny." I'm like. But, um, I so often find that people's opinions are wrong. <laughs> well, it's all a matter of opinion, isn't it? Isn't it? And only my opinion matters. Yeah. Well, only our opinion matters to you. That's yeah. it. That's the beautiful thing in it. That's why yeah. everyone's always right. <laughs> yeah. Except when they're always wrong. Yeah. But then, yeah, I'm finished now, Matt. Go on. Okay. Cool. Right. So, gaming-wise, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, the remaster Nico. or the original or what? The one that came free on the Game Plus Pass thing for PlayStation. Right. Absolute pile of shit. Oh. I've um, got I've got Ico. 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 Yeah, Ico, I like Ico. Uh, I Never liked finished Ico. it. I liked Ico and I did finish it. I finished it in one day and I thought it was a good game. Um, but it was only very short. Uh, you know, it was an eight hour game. I'd gone out and I'd paid 50 quid for that thing it's got no replay value at all i finished it in a day and the day after i went back and traded it in and got 25 quid for it so uh, it, um, it always sticks in my throat a bit as i go you should have taken it back as was... a return oh, i'm sorry it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> too honest for that um so uh, when it came to shadow of the colossus i think that came out right at the end of the ps2's life cycle and i'd already moved on to pc i think by this point and um i'd got rid of the playstation um 
And then I never bothered with the remaster, although I fancied it when it came out on PlayStation 3. So I thought, oh, finally, I'll give this a go, because like, everyone hails this as being like one of the best games of all time. Well, everyone's wrong. <laughs> everyone's opinion. Yeah, because all it is is a constant battle between you and a camera. Yeah, every time you die, it's not your fault. It's always the camera's fault. Um, massive, great, big, huge open world full of fuck all. Um, <laughs> a map system that is deliberately obtuse to force you around the longest possible route to get anywhere through this tedious map of absolute boredom. Um, and I just don't get it. I'm t I just don't get it. People go, oh, yeah, you miss it. Point. I'm not missing the point. You're missing the point. You're raving over a third of a game, and even that third's shit. So it's a wonder for me. <laughs> Christ. Uh, well, I mean, so, um, was, it, was it good at the time? I, I think it must have been, but it is a third of a game. I'm not joking. You know, anybody who claims it's not a third of a game, but it's a design choice, is absolutely being hoodwinked by these designers. I mean, it took them, it took them 10 years or something ridiculous to make that crap one with the griffin in that's still broken now. These guys have got either got ideas above the station and just can't deliver them. The last or they're just not as good, yeah, as they think they are. So, but yeah, it is a third of a game. So all the boss fights, big, massive open world. And it's like they got to end at boss fights and thought, I can't be asked designing this anymore. Just so do what, it now. Just do it now. So where, where, I, so where are you wrong and everyone else is right or vice versa? I, I just think um, I what can is see why. Is it because why, it's beautiful? I think I can see why at the time, because these bosses are levels within themselves, effectively massive, great big things that you climb up and, uh, and have to attack. I can see why at the time, potentially, that could have been a game changer. You might not have ever seen it before, but obviously God of War has done it better. Um, God, you know, the God of, God of War the originals. games. Yeah, they did it better. Even um, the reboot of Castlevania, did it better uh, than this, does it? You know, so that, that's good saying so the reboot of Castlevania is a better game than Shadow of the Colossus. And these these all came after. Shit about the reboot. These all came after, come after, so but I don't not, know, did they take that idea and go, after, but that's, that's got good, good roots, let's it go good. with it. Maybe, I mean, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe, you know, they came up with that thing and, um, and, and people have then since fixed it. Um, so at the time, maybe it was jaw-dropping. But even now, you know, like I've read some of the reviews afterwards, people still waxing lyrical about how amazing it is and how good the reboot is and it's like well it's not that good if you didn't fix the camera you absolute twats so uh, just... <laughs> lockdown's lockdown's going well for you <laughs> so yeah that with that um and then um i've almost finished Pornhub, so that's nice almost. what can um, i get you up to well well, no, I thought I'd finished it, and then I realised if you if you search, certain search terms where you can unlock some 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 really challenging uh, levels that you have to work through, they're quite some really different combinations. Going. <laughs> oh, you know, it's the, it's quite a slog getting through some of them. I'm determined to do it, but like every now and then, I just have to stop. It's like and, that old uh, joke, go back isn't it? To some easier levels, yeah. So you can, I was on the you, you were, I was on the internet the other day, and I saw dwarf. Donkey sex dungeon party. It's it's amazing what you can find, isn't it? So how did you come across that? What did you put into Google to find that? I put yeah, donkey 
Dwarf <laughs> sex dungeon party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah so, so I've been working my way through that. Um, so that that's all I've got for you. Sullivan, what what you've been up to? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I finally finished Yakuza. It's all right. Hey. It's all, that is exactly what it is. Yeah, it's all, all right. right. Yeah, no, we're good. The stuff, um, the, the wasn't much variation in it, but there was like a decent shooting section in it. And I thought, oh, why, did, why didn't you do more of that? Why didn't you? Yeah. There's a section where you've been chased. It's a very much, much like a, a Sega um, Virtua Cop type thing where you're not using a, a gun, of course. It's, why didn't you put more variation into it than that? Uh, but I've been getting into um, Picross. <clears throat> What's that? They're, they're um, they are nonograms, yeah. So you've got nonogram, nanogram, Is that like an old lady who turns up at your door and sings songs? Yeah, <laughs> like bananagram. Okay, you've got, cool. Um, you've got a grid of ten by ten, or fifteen by ten, or five by five, or whatever. Yeah. And there's numbers at the top on the y and the x-axis saying two, one or one four, and you've got to fill in four blocks or one and two blocks. But obviously if you've got five, you've got to put a space in there somewhere and you, it eventually builds up a picture. So it's essentially a puzzle game, um, but it's a perfect toilet game. So I, I picked up... Uh, <laughs> it's shit. We, <laughs> no, it's good for whilst you're having a shit. All right, good. So I picked up, because we covered it on the Christmas episode, uh, games looking forward to this year was a murder by numbers on the switch it's basically phoenix Wright type uh, police investigation storyline with these picross puzzles dropped in so as you solve a puzzle that gives you evidence and then you can take that in conversations to use to solve the murders so i knew that was okay. coming so i went back and picked up mario picross on the game boy and then i got yeah. picross on the ds and i've just gone a bit picross mad it, uh, it's making me picross eyed I've been playing it that much. Oh, beautiful. Uh, and uh, going somewhere. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, really. So <laughs> let's let's get to Legend of Kage, known in Japan as uh, Kage no Denetsu. I made that last bit up. Um, it was originally uh, released by a potato, or Taito, uh, um, into the arcades in October 1985, and then it made its way to the Famicom in Japan April the 18th, 1986. Um, August 1987 then for North America and Europe, including us guys, when we were part of it, gave it a wide berth, and rightly so. So it never came out over here. Um, the blurb from the instruction says, Towards the end of the Edo period, Japan was attacked by a group of mystical villains. The beautiful princess Kiri was kidnapped. Many samurai warriors were sent to rescue her, and none ever returned. You are daring young ninja named Kage. You are also the last hope for Kiri's safety. You'll need all your courage and ninja skills in your attempt to rescue the princess from her evil captors. Um, and then essentially, what you've got then is... Um, the game is broken up into a few, one overall stage comprised of uh, four mini stages, or five really. Um, first you're in a forest, then you're kind of in some water, then you're kind of climbing up a wall, 
then you're battling your way through a castle, um, and then you have a, a, a pathetic scrap at the end. <laughs> a before, showdown. Yeah, before um, looping through the whole thing again and again and again. I've got a lovely view of uh, Dan's cat's arsehole here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that. literally cat, Dan's cat has just walked in front of his webcam with its tail up and where Dan's face was there is now just a cat's arsehole it looks no, better got... to be fair oh, it's, it's back now <laughs> <laughs> slightly less ginger yeah um, now um, you know this might sound uh, quite good but um, each of these stages lasts approximately uh, three minutes and um, once you've got through them, you go back to the beginning and go through them again. And Three then you times go back to the beginning talking. and go through them again. That's a, it's, it's, go back to the beginning it's a, it's and go pattern, through them again. It's a pattern we've seen many times with these NES games, isn't it? Oh, we got to the end. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> and then some of the things that you've got to do to get to the next level, I did them by accident, uh, but it's only on reading the notes afterwards i've realized how obtuse some of these things are that well, you've got to do let's be uh, honest the well <clears throat> do you want do you want to break these down into each stage then and your objectives yeah, on each it. stage yeah because the instructions are as vague as you like and i had to find these on um, a, a great website called strategy wiki which is coming very helpful for a lot of these games where particularly the japanese ones anyway um so it doesn't tell you what to do on this first for on the first stage of the forest stage, but essentially your objective is to fight off loads of ninjas, fight, kill three blue ninjas, and then a red, sorry, three blue monks, and then a red monk turns up, kill him, and then you've completed the level. But there's absolutely no indication of that at all. It's not intuitive. No. You don't, uh, you've, you just don't, you just don't know what to do. So I no. think I spent about 10 minutes on that first level just going, does this level go on forever? Yeah, well, I, I, what happened with me in that first level is I died, 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 and then I thought I'll just go for my usual approach of running to the end of the level and avoiding everything, um, which I successfully did until the screen ended and I had to run back until the screen ended and then I had to run back again. So then I thought, well, I clearly must have to kill everything. And I just went for killing everything I possibly could and ended up accidentally beating the level. But I, I had no real uh, understanding of, as, as to why until I read your notes. Did you uh, like the power-ups that you get? Um, there were a bit where it rained ninjas. Um, and That's the, the scroll. 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 Yeah. It's like the lightning just starts going crazy and the music goes, wham, wham, wham. Yeah. I and thought it I was having a stroke. It literally did just start raining ninjas. They were falling from the sky. I mean, to give you a bit of a, a bit more, um, this is a sort of side-scrolling shoot-em-up, um, for want of a better phrase, where this guy jumps as high as the tallest tree, effectively, and he throws shurikens. It is and very Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, isn't it? Yeah, and then the, the, shurikens. The, the, I, we did forget to mention actually. You've got shurikens or a short sword, haven't you? Yeah, if they're very close, you've got a short sword. Yeah, um, but um, and then the the bad guys have a plethora of. They might have a sword. They might have shurikens. They might throw fireballs. These kinds of things, and they kind of they kind of dive diagonally down from the sky, uh, shooting you and and stuff like that. And you can um, you can run and jump and climb the trees or as I did get stuck in them. And and that's essentially the game. And th that that's the it. Level. Yeah. Well, every level is essentially that with a different skin on it. 
Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's just some of them have stairs in, and some of them have water in, but essentially they're all the same. It's, there, uh, it's, it, a it's not a great deal of variety. There is a couple of secrets on that first level. Where, so randomly you get those orbs appear. Mm. You, I think you get them um, after killing you, people. You get them, you get them after you do, killing yeah. the... Um, not everyone. The so, two sets of ninjas, the two... Um, what are they called? Um... Anyway, yeah, the two different ninjas, there was blue, there's blue ones and red ones, isn't there? The blue ones fire shurikens at you and the red ones fire orbs at you. And I think when you kill some of the red ones, they drop an orb and you can pick that up. That's how Which I think it. levels you up. Yeah. Your, your red outfit turns green and your shuriken enlarges. Uh, which, that doesn't stop at one ninja. It continues through all the ninjas and kills everything in its path. Bit like the phantasm ball, yeah. And then you get another orb, and your green tunic turns to yellow, and then you just get a bit faster. Yeah, it runs really fast. It's yeah. it, it feels quite fluid. The control mechanism of it, like he runs, he runs all right, and he jumps smooth and all the that jump, sort of stuff. The jump is smooth, but I would have liked. In, there's there's two schools of platform jumping, isn't there? There's the jump that's in this, which is just a continuous arc, uninterrupted, yeah. minor yeah. willy, springs to mind, for example, manic minor. Yeah. Or there's a jump where you can alter it. And I much prefer having the ability to move like Mario style, mid-fall, mid-jump. Because once you start on your arc, you've got to... Complete have, your arc. You've got yeah. to complete your arc and often you just you land can, on a ninja's head. Yeah, but the thing is you can shoot while you're up there. Yeah, there this... You so this you're not, yeah. This jumping is what is what was um, getting to me at the start of playing this. When you you mentioned earlier, Matt, you died and died and died and died and died and died, and that's what was happening mm. with me. And I, and I realised it's because I was jumping. Because when you jump and it starts scrolling with you, mm. um, a ninja flies in and throws a shuriken, and you don't have any time to react to it. And you've got no idea where it's coming from, and that's I just died all the time. Oh yeah, and then you randomly cling to a tree that I don't want to cling to. And I tried purposely yeah, jumping really and letting go of the controls to make sure that I didn't jump on the tree, but still cling to the tree. Oh, you stop. But other than that, the controls were good. Yeah, I mean, that's probably all that it was good about it. As good as the jumping is and as high as you can jump in, like Daniel said, Daniel said, the crouching tiger, hidden dragon type feels, but you hit your head on the top of the screen. <laughs> so the amount of yeah. times I climbed up that, trees. Yeah, the and sky has a ceiling. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> so super ninja jumping, but yeah. Maybe they live inside a big yeah, dome. The, Maybe they live in a centre park. There's That's a few more bits to, to, yeah, to discuss um, on this, but because it is so short and it is so thin, I'm going to sidestep them for now and we'll go on to the cultural interlude and um, and come back to them when we score it, I think. Um, otherwise, the scoring bit's going to be about one minute long. So, um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's dive into it. So this is the cultural interlude on April the 18th, 1986. Cultural interlude! Yeah, hi. Just, yeah, we, we didn't, obviously didn't get a UK release, so we've picked the Japanese release for our cultural deep dive this episode. So it was released in Japan April the 18th, 1986. So let's think about what we were doing back then. What were you doing back then, Daniel? I was probably filling nappies. 
Yeah. yeah. Filling nappy, nappies and having his balls talcum powdered. We were coming up to... <laughs> Mark, Mark and I were coming up to being 10 years old around this mm. point. So, the UK number one single in the hot top 40 was George Michael with a different corner. Don't know it. Okay. It's not a song about even. Muller yogurts. It is a song. <laughs> uh, well, well, a different what it's, point. What it's about. <laughs> a different, a different yeah. How, how do you know it's not about... How do you know it's not about Muller yogurts? I don't think Muller yogurts were about in mid-80s. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he knew something we don't. They were inspired by this song. Well, maybe. Maybe Muller yogurts are because of this song. Do you not recall this song? I'll try and sing it like George Michael. No, don't. Never come close in all of these years. You are the only one. Stop my tears. I'm so scared of crashing my Land Rover. Uh, it was the, <laughs> oddly the, the the video looks like it's shot in a pillar factory. It's really weird. Just yeah, laid down on factory. a soft focus camera. Uh, Just weird. Not, not somewhere that makes supports for buildings. Columns. <laughs> columns. No, no, no. no. Number two was Cliff Richard and the Young Ones with Living Doll. So the young ones were massive, weren't they? Oh, I bet that made him much more popular with the children, which is probably what he were after. Maybe because he had a child the... that he was keeping as a plaything. And that <laughs> was his living doll. Story. Yeah. Maybe he's part of the U tree stuff and that's his Stop myself a crying, talking, <laughs> sleeping, walking, living doll. It's dead. <laughs> It's a real child. <laughs> These are all jokes and, and are not uh, just for legal reasons. Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't mentioned his name. Nobody uh, knows who I'm talking about. I think so, so anybody that tried to sue us for saying it's them, clearly they're, input, they're putting that opinion on themselves. I'm not. Projecting. Because I haven't mentioned anybody's name. So, Sounds like guilt. There you have it. Exactly. Uh, number five was Samantha. It's like, oh, I need to tell you this. It's quite funny. I was reading a review at one point for um, for Kickass, and this guy goes, "It's paedophilic. This girl dressed in these costumes and blah 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 blah." And I thought, well, I didn't think it was, but if you do, then clearly that's an issue you've got. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, your thought process has taken you there. Yeah, it's your, yeah, his thought process that took him there. So I don't call anything yeah, remotely sexy about it. Not that Peter Philly well, is sexy, that, but I mean, an he, attempt to be sexy with a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, no but that up. was the point when I was reading it. I was like, have you just admitted you're a paedophile? So anyway, carry on. <laughs> well, there's room for offence everywhere. So what there even, is? Is it even around my I, garden? Yeah, just, the lawn. <laughs> you beat me to it. Uh, number five was Samantha Fox with um, Touch Me, I Want Your Body. She were a belter back in the day, wasn't she? She was a she was a humdinger. But big, she, big what does she want? Is. She I don't think the song goes on to say what she'd like you to touch her with. Pointed um, stick. So she just says body. So that's quite an ask. Touch she's me with still, all of your body all at once. She still gigs and tours now, her you know, because um, one of my drummer friends occasionally um, is like a session uh, drummer. Sometimes drums for her when she's on tour. She um, has a. Uh, it's interesting. She's got a decent bongos. Like, well, I would. I would imagine 
not so much anymore. I would, I would imagine that all the, kind the, of magic, all kind of magic can be done if you've yeah, got the, the but, amount of cash. <laughs> but I can yeah, remember it, asking if I could put page three. Uh, for yeah, for those of you who don't know who Sam Fox is, for any of our international listeners, there was a there was a, a thing in the UK where we're a notoriously uh, straight laced and and. We don't like to talk about the sex much, but it's quite happy to put a no, naked 20-year-old on page three of I all major newspapers. To you. You're saying our international listeners, but Sam Fox is more famous in other countries than she is in England. Or well, maybe this, so. This is why she's still to us. Maybe so, I'm telling people like, something they already know then. Yeah, yeah. So like the last tour she did, the, uh, the, these are the, she played in Sweden, Switzerland, Kiev, Finland, Hungary, um, I'm hungry now. You've Bud- just said Kiev. I could have a Budapest. chicken Kiev. I, I was hungry when I thought about her big Babylons. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, most most uh, young men, me and Sully included, uh, first foray into viewing a digitised boob was Sam Fox's strip poker on the Amstrad CPC 464. I'm going to find um, a screenshot so that Sol can put it in the show notes so you can see how deeply erotic um, it was. Make sure to blur out the nipples because <laughs> they're the offensive part. The whole thing's blurred out, bro. That's how it, that's how it looked. <laughs> it were an abstract game. Uh, uh, if you, actually, if you, if you blur your eyes... When you look at it, it actually does look better. You mean take your glasses off? <laughs> Yeah, kind of. It's a natural eyesight instead of enhanced. There's actually a picture of her. I'm going to send you it. There's actually a picture of her here, and the the speech bubble coming out of her mouth from the game is, touch me, touch me. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to uh, send you it over the uh, WhatsApp group now so you can see what we're talking about. My memory is, I can't remember. I can't remember playing it. Probably because we didn't have to play poker. I remember playing it as a kid. I remember, I don't know how old I was, but you, I got your, I'm sure there's a hand-me-down. I remember playing it and thinking, ooh. Because <laughs> obviously the internet yeah, wasn't a thing. A bit... And I couldn't go and buy a porn bag. Awesome. So, I, I mean, the, in it, to its credit, the poker game element of it was actually quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is actually, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. So, um, so yeah, I've just sent you a, a video of a long play of it. Someone, Wonderful. Uh, someone smashing it in. Uh, so albums, anyway, back in April 1986, the UK number one album was uh, yet another compilation, Hits 4, which featured uh, Public Image Limited with Rise, which was John mm. Lydon's band uh, after Sex Pistols with, with the likes of Jar Wobble and stuff. But the rule rise with you. I could be black, I could be white. That song. I could be, be white. Right. That's a good song, that though. Yeah, I would expect it? that to be on an hour album. Uh, you've got Belle Sum with Imagination. Imagination. Make a man of me. <laughs> That's a good song as well. And that was on a, a, a Reek Good. Um, Slipped under the radar, kind of family-ish horror film called, I think, Ghost Chase that had some weird animatronic little butler in it. Um, and it's actually really good in a similar similar kind of atmosphere to things like Critters and Gremlins and The Gate and that kind of thing. You know, like in, and house. in the 80s where they made, yeah, horror films, but horror films that were actually made for kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've also on there got uh, 
which ties us nicely into Legend of Kiri, uh, Legend of Cage with the Princess Kiri. You've got Kiri by Mr. Mister. Kiri lays under the road that I must travel. Was that Mr. Mister? It was Mr. Mister Mister. As in take these pumpkin wings. All right, yeah. I thought that were a one-hit wonder. Clearly, now not. we we no one knows the lyrics apart from the Kiri. But the broader tra- travel. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to find him now and tell you so that we can settle this. Right. Okay. Uh, so, Kiri lyrics, Mr. Mr. Um, Kiri, Kiri, he lays on like it's a surname. What? That That's that's what it says here. Kiri, he lays on. So, he lays on is, is her surname. Is it? According to these lyrics, is I'm just gonna have another look just to see. Yeah, Kire. Let me see what they've got. They've capitalized it, so I'm assuming it's a surname. But I'm just gonna see what this word means. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a surname. <laughs> Who is it? Kire liaison. <laughs> I don't know who she is. Look her up in phone book. It is. Is it a real person? Uh, Kiri liaison. Oh, hang on. No, check this out. A it's formal a... invocation used in liturgies of the Roman Catholic, Greek Orthodox, and Anglican churches. You're Catholic, Mark. Did you, did you not know this? No, I I didn't take any notice. <laughs> I was, um... It was just a school. It's Greek well, no, for Lord I, have I, mercy. I, I, I were, there you go. I were, oh, right, I, okay. I were all in on Catholicism. Like I were an altar boy and everything. I never got lot. bumped by a priest once. Yeah. No wonder I grew up insecure. <laughs> they didn't even want me. Rejected. <laughs> yeah, even the priest thought What's wrong me. with me? <laughs> uh, there's a, just a couple more albums here uh, in the top ten. Was Please, which was the Pet Shop Boys debut album, which featured it's a good album that West End Girls. Bum, bum, bum. And a song that I it's much preferred. Suburbia. Yeah, Suburbia. Remember ITV used to do, before we had 24-hour 365 TV shows, ITV around this time, when it got to about 11 o'clock midnight, it turned into the music box. Yes, I remember, yeah. And it was just music programming, and they always played Suburbia, and I liked it. Uh, films. Films. So I've picked three films out of the top ten. At number one was Fright Night. Boom. Which Not is a vampire it. film, isn't it? It is. Honestly, after this, Dan, go watch that. It's I on the remake. It. <laughs> no, no, the remake's episode. okay. As, no, go the remake's okay. But no, honestly, this this is a an absolutely brilliant horror comedy film. It, it, it delivers both things really, really well. It is pretty freaky. And it is very, very funny. And it's good. It's just entertaining all the way through. It's a really, really good film. And then Tom Holland after that went and did... Oh, you've put Spider-Man. it here as well. Child's, yeah, Play. Child's Play. He also oh. wrote Class of 1984. <clears throat> he did. <clears throat> but then unfortunately, other than doing like a couple of episodes of that Masters of Horror thing, he kind of went a bit rubbish. Number four, Clockwise, with uh, which is your John Cleese uh, British... Comedy. That is a belting film. Is he a teacher? Is a teacher in that, I think. He's a it? teacher, and it's a, that film is like stress and panic all the way through. It's like um, that 
uncut gems that's on Netflix now with um, Adam Sandler in where all the way through it you feel anxious and horrible. Clockwise is like the comedy version of that. Is where it any good, is it any you, good that, um, uncut gems? Very brilliant. good. Uh, just it's be a, prepared to be stressed out. Yeah. I just, dismiss, soundtrack I, is a, I just dismiss every Adam Sandler film. No, no, he's, no he's really good in it. He's actually oh, no, really, amazing. really good in it. Oh, yeah, how he didn't get an Oscar nomination for that, I do not know. Yeah. Law of averages. But no, I, I, this it's, is what, it's what you have to find when comedians play it straight, that they're also actually brilliant actors. Uh, Jim Carrey in Truman Show, Adam Sandler in this. It, when, yeah. <laughs> it. And, and other examples that I can't pull from my mind tank right now. <laughs> but, yeah. The, the, yeah, just to go off on one about Uncut Gems, the soundtrack in Uncut Gems, which is by uh, Daniel Lapatan, mm. which is his stage name is one of one of all tricks point never. So he does lots of these synthesized dance tracks, left field, weird music, the kind of stuff that the wife hears. And she says, that sounds like some kids are just eating some pots and pans. She's wrong. But the whole <laughs> point of that soundtrack is that it feeds, it feeds into to ramp up your anxiety and all mm. the characters, everyone in it is shouting. It's all jump cut. It's all, it's all wobbly cameras for about mm. an hour and a half. And it's really stressful. I, and, I, I, and, it's a really good film in it. And then yeah. the guy that made it, that Ben Safdie that made it, Safdie anybody, brothers, it? anybody who's thinking that Robert Pattinson can't act and he's pissed off that they've chosen him as the new Batman, I'd urge him to go watch Good Time, which is the film that that director made before Uncut Gems, and the director is also starring in it with Robert Pattinson. Watch that and tell me, and then come to me and tell me you can't act. Cause I'm can. quite excited for this right. new Batman. I like the look of all the teasers that they've given. I like how stripped mm. down, how bare, how basic all this stuff looks. I like that his Batmobile looks just like an old muscle car that is kind of put some wings on like it yeah i do it's got like a um it's, it's got like a proper edge to it and it there's no gloss or anything yes yeah, it just it looks, looks like a bloke who's decided to dirty. dress up in a suit and just go beat people yeah up. yeah it's like, it is. It, like it's, it's the suit looks like it's got rivets on it and these kinds well, of things it looks the, like it's been handmade doesn't it well it looks like that the bat symbol has been made from the gun that killed his parents Ah, which is nice. so I think I'm not sure who, who first did that. I think Kevin Smith might have done that first, and then they've, they've lifted it as inspiration. It's mm. almost like young Batman, isn't it? As yeah. opposed to, but which brings us nicely onto the number eight in the top ten uh, films was Young Sherlock Holmes, which I've that, never seen. I can remember seeing the adverts for it and just like uh, because at that time everyone was like Sherlock Holmes, he's that old dude on ITV on a night. <laughs> I distinctly remember this because it was either this or Spaceballs that was the first fil film I ever saw actually at the cinema myself with no parents there. So I'll always, always, always remember this film, and I remember it being quite good. Um, I remember well, I it never, being really good. I never realised that it was directed by Barry Levinson, who did Diner. I didn't and either. Tin Men and Good Morning Vietnam, Rain Man, oh, no, no, Underpants Raymond, and Bugsy. Oh, less said about that, better. And Toys <laughs> and Wag the Dog. So, so yeah. Kudos to Barry Levinson if you're listening. So it probably it might stand up well still then because he's got chops, hasn't he? So. He has got chops. He might even have steaks and possibly some sausages. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So this is a gaming podcast, ostensibly. <laughs> Not that you'd know. <laughs> Not that you'd know today. I think we're just uh, going a bit bonkers from the lockdown. But 1986, April 1986, 
what games were we all playing? Our, um, our reference material for these podcasts is CMVG, so we try and keep it multi-format so we can see what's going on across the gaming landscape. So this issue 55, Game of the Month was Get Dexter on the Amstrad, and they said there used to be three essential Amstrad games, Sorcery, Tau Ceti, and Spin Dizzy. Now you can add Get Dexter to your list. Go out and buy it. For, for my, to my mind, they, they missed out on... They should have just said, go and get Dexter. Get, get Dexter. <laughs> that's what I'd have done anyway. Maybe that's why I'm not working in magazines. But this is... It's an isometric uh, adventure puzzler thing in the vein of all the ultimate games. Yeah, I, I never played this one. I'm quite surprised. Did, did you have it? I don't remember you having no, it No, never had it. No, no. no. Um, yeah, so it passed us by, didn't it? I remember the adverts. And it's amazing, yeah, actually, looking back through all these old magazines, just how many adverts there were in these magazines. It's yeah, like, every other page. Yeah, yeah like the other thing you is you up... liked the adverts. The, yeah. This is the good thing about those magazines, you know, because they had screenshots on them and they had the blurb on them. So the, And, you know, we didn't have the internet then, so the only time we could get a bit of a inkling of these games was adverts. Which, talking of isometric, uh, that, that, that was a CMVG game of the month, but a CMVG hit this month was John Rittman and Bernie Drummond's classic isometric Batman. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I never played that either, actually, but it looked good. No, well, they went on to do Head Over Heels after this, didn't they? I played a lot of that because I think I, I had it scored on that. Yeah. One of the good. compilations I had was um, the in-crowd. Was it on the in-crowd with Whizball and Green Beret? I don't know. Yeah, you got that many on compilations. One of, combos, one of them, yeah. yeah. But they, they did say in CMVG, you must be batty if you don't buy it. So they were all happy about to put puns in for Batman, but no daft jokes for Get Dexter, because it's on Amstrad. Yeah, Maybe. it's just, it's racist. It's Batist. <laughs> and bats are why we're all stuck in now, going a bit crackers. Because someone <laughs> had a bat sandwich. And uh, bless them. Yeah. See, this is why just I don't have, eat animals. I don't, I don't or, know what your WhatsApp is like. juices out of them. I don't know what your WhatsApp groups are like, but I'm getting all sorts of stuff from people. And it's peak meme. I'm getting it's videos of people in China literally picking up, uh, one of them literally, a bloke picks up a frog out of a water, holds it by its mouth, tears it in half, and then bites its heart out of its chest. Uh, and then yeah. these Chinese people wonder why they're getting ill. It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's a God. bit, it is a bit crackers. I'll stick to my lentils. Yeah. <laughs> stick to your... Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Tur- Turbo Whispery on the Spectrum is also a CMVG hit. Is that anything to do mm. with the Lotus Challenge? No. No. That was a different one. Was it? Because that, I remember, Turbo I remember es- playing that and it looked lovely. Yeah, Lotus Esprit Turbo Challenge is what you're thinking of, which was a really good-looking game, except the car never crashed because Lotus wouldn't allow him to have it crash. So it just used to slide to the sides of the screen. This one... (laughs) Turbo um, Esprit was by Durrell, wasn't it, who did Saboteur and what have you? Yeah, this one had, like, the steering... You'd store the steering wheel and the dash of the car. And indicators. Yeah, you had all that going on. Apparently, it was an influence for GTA, Ah. which which you can kind of understand. Okay. Uh, they yeah. So that I mean, there weren't really much in terms of home releases this month. A bit quiet. Nothing really jumped out to cover. Uh, but in the arcade, all, there were all favourable reviews in the arcade this month. Konami's Iron Horse 
which is go right, have a fight type thing on a train as a cowboy. Ooh, and I often get this, yeah, but I, I get this confused with, remember Express Raider by Data East? I do remember that. Very, yeah, I liked yeah. that. I always get the two confused. And Konami's Jailbreak as well, they were also very happy about, which I believe is like a, sh- a shooter. Something I've never played. And they were very happy with Irem's uh, Spelunker, which is like a cave exploration type thing. But we covered Spelunker 2 a few episodes ago, and they weren't happy about that because Spelunker is so good. And they say here that it has shades of Peter Packrat and Lord Runner. So Lord Runner is good. Apparently, I think Peter Packrat is more Peter Shatrat. All right, okay. Yeah, I seem to think. And uh, in the charts... In the charts, we've got at number one, Hardball. Uh, it, just on the Commodore 64, this by US Gold. So Hardball, it's either someone who's got testicle issues or <laughs> it's um, that when, when the Americans play rounders. Let's see, what, one final thing that jumps out, it is Zoids on the Spectrum and Commodore. So as poor Amstrad owners were, were left out. But I had a thing about Zoids toys. I never got one. But there were those like mechanized uh, dinosaurs, yeah, were, like a mechanized Godzilla, a mechanized riding the wave of transform. They were transformers that didn't transform, weren't they? Yeah, so yeah. It, was like, it was like Lego Technics transformer, and you wound them up. Yeah, I think not... I, I think I wound my parents up asking for it. I never got one. No, that's it really for games this month. That's that's uh, April well, nineteen eighty six. Because we fair old droned on. Thankfully, though, Legend of Kage doesn't give us a great deal to talk about, so we could probably get it wrapped up um, I think, I think reasonably so quickly. We can, we, can, we can probably combine uh, thoughts and levels at the same time, to be fair, on this one, can't we? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put it out there and say that, and I'll let you two argue because you, you like this game more than me. Um, but I think this is absolutely disgusting. Worse than Shadow of the Colossus. I don't even think it's a game. Um, it literally takes 13 to 14 minutes to play through one stage. And then you repeat that three times before it ends. And I think whilst it has some nice mechanisms and it has some nice sound, I think it's, I think it's an absolute piss take that they would release this and take children's money off them for, for that little gameplay. So for me, it's a two, and I'll let you two argue about the whys and wherefores because this game makes me so mad I don't even want to talk about it. Is that, is that why it was such a short introduction? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was triggering your gag reflex. Yeah, honestly, it boils my piss just thinking about this game. Just thinking if I'd have bought that and had to sit with that for six months of my life... I'd, I think I'd have, I think I'd have ended up killing cats. Well, you can loop it in twelve minutes. Yeah. The first the first the first round is twelve minutes, so you can. Mm. In fact, hang on. Just trying to think. I, I watched a playthrough because I I looped it once. You can probably do it quicker once you know what you're doing. I looped it once and that was enough. Mm. Uh, I thought I've seen all I need to see, so I watched the playthrough on YouTube, and the only difference is uh, the stage five, the boss was a different enemy so but like all right well that, do you want me to go through the levels and i'll give you my feelings and then come to a total yes right okay well stage one we've already kind of covered a few power-ups and what have you in that uh 
Uh, we didn't cover up the, the testicles with feet. <laughs> what? So at certain points, you if I think if you stay in one certain place for a long time and beat off some guys, which is a bit oh, like a night, what, night out in Wakefield. <laughs> <laughs> it's a night out in Wakefield, I think. Uh, you beat off some guys in the same place uh, for a bit, then you get a red testicle with eyes and feet comes walking <laughs> across the screen midair. Collect that oh, red okay. testicle and uh, collect the red one you get Either you get to either to throw eight shurikens at once, or you in double a, up into in a like a little image of yourself. Yeah. So you get to beat off some guys. You grab a testicle and you spray in eight different directions. <laughs> so I'm not sure what what it what it's saying here. Or you get an alternative grey face, and for the grey face, you just get ten thousand points. Mm. Stage two. It's an underwater tunnel subway thing, isn't it? So you, um, your, your objective there is just yeah, kill, just, kill nine ninjas. You, yeah, you start... Oh, is that all, is that all it, it is? Kill, right, kill okay. nine people. But yeah, you start up to your neck in water. Yeah. So obviously you can't use your throwing stars, but you can obviously, because of his ridiculous jumping capabilities, you don't have to stay in the water very long. Yeah, you get out of the water. But the, the quite a nice feature, actually, on that is that you can see where the enemies are in the water because they're all breathing through a piece of bamboo. Yeah, they're like holding the back of the water. Like a straw sticking out of the water, yeah. So you can't use your shurikens in water, no, you use your shorts off. But literally, that is it. Nine enemies, and you've done it. And it's not hard yeah. at all. And then you move on to the next stage, which is a castle wall, which is you just keep jumping up. You don't even have to kill any of the ninjas. You could, you could try if you want, but you just keep jumping up and up and up. And at a certain point, you've reached the top of the wall. That's about 30 seconds, and I might be pushing it at that if it... 30 seconds is a long time when you think about it, and I don't think this level's that long. Might be 10. Mm, yeah, it's not very long at all, is it? <laughs> no. And then stage four is your castle interior, which is basically the instead of the first level where it's all full of trees, you're now full of platforms that you can only reach. Stairs. <laughs> yeah, by, um, by going up this, and down the stairs. This is reminiscent of the level straight after you've killed Ed 209 in the Robocop arcade game. It's yeah. very, very reminiscent of that. And when it got to this stage, you're actually thinking, oh, right, cool. It's going to open up into something good here. And then uh, literally a minute and a half later, you go, oh, that's it then. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically uh, a multi-storied level one. Yeah. And at the top of that fourth floor, you find Princess Kiri tied to a column. Lots of columns in there today. Tie, tie, Princess Kiri is tied to that column. Use your short sword and your Frida. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. It should say um, uh, that <laughs> at the beginning, that little cut scene, he's just kind of walking along with her, isn't he? Do, 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 do. And then some guy just swoops down and nicks her. <laughs> And then he gets well, her back again and takes on, her back to the same forest. Shall <laughs> <laughs> um, we go to that forest, love? What? The one I was kidnapped from? It's a different... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah, but that's it. You think, wow, we're free. And they go on to live forever, drink some sake or something. I don't know, whatever they do in feudal Japan. Live happily ever after. But no, this is the final showdown. Do, 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 do. With a ninja or a feudal lord with a sword or something else. Something. <laughs> But so this final showdown, it's the same. It's the same showdown for all three loops of the game, but a different enemy. 
mm. uh, you you have to def- <laughs> the only way that you can defeat that final bad guy is there's a butterfly just hanging about obviously you've got to kill, hit the butterfly five times before your attacks on the boss are effective Obviously, obviously, which is strange, isn't it? It is. And even reading the instructions, it doesn't tell you that. It just says, here's a butterfly. Is he a friend or is he a foe? Well, I don't know. This is why I'm reading the instructions. This is why. (laughs) Tell me. I mean, as a general rule in in a a video game, if it dies, kill it. (laughs) Yeah, just kill everything, which I think is how you completely want it, Mark. Yeah. I'm just gonna have, kill every kill everything, and by yeah. luck more than judgment, you've then completed your <laughs> yeah, first loop. Exactly. Yeah, that was. It was just if it moves, it dies. What was that yeah. from? If he moves, it dies. Kill it. If it moves, kill it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then yeah. that's it. Well, kind of. You do it all again, but now it's autumn, and then you do it all again, and then it's winter, and then after the third loop, after killing chuffing butterflies and. Uh, bad guys again you are rewarded 12 minutes in fact i think 12 minutes is a full completion of this game oh yeah i i after i'd said it i realized this because actually each level is one minute it's yeah. literally one minute yeah. so stage one one minute stage two one minute one minute one minute and then yeah it literally is that short it's disgusting you get 13 minutes of gameplay this game has and i've never seen i've never I've never seen a game finish and then the game tell you what it was about. So when you finished it... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for playing. This is why you did it. Well, yeah, thanks for playing. Kage successfully saved Princess Kiri from the enemy. All the evils disappeared. After giving it back to her twice. (laughs) Peace peace pervaded everywhere. Right, thank you. And then then it goes on to say, this was a story of a young ninja in old days in Japan. Yeah, no, mate. I've just been playing it for the last 12 minutes. <laughs> I'm well aware of the setting. What are you telling it's, me this for? It's and then it just shit. goes, well, then it just goes on. It says, however, dot, 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 dot. And I don't know what comes after that. I just assume you go back to the start because the long plays on YouTube just finished. However, what? I don't know. Mm. There was a sequel that came to this. Uh, I think maybe early 2000s or something. Yeah, it came off the DS. Came off the Nintendo yeah. DS. So maybe, maybe it went on to say, however, when we've got better technology, we'll see you again with a better game. I don't know. It's, it probably goes back to bloody start again. So come on, give me your but score. But anyway, so. yeah. So all that, all that being said, this score, it can't even get an average because as you say, Mark, it, right, there's, there's two things you've got to consider here. It's, a, it's an arcade part. And if you look at the arcade, I'll put the link in the show notes. The arcade is actually a very, very nice looking, nice sounding arcade game. I don't Love. think this is a million miles off it. It's I think not it's, a million miles off it. You can tell there's good. more, there's more yeah. power in the arcade. You've got some nice snazzy parallax scrolling on that first level, for example. Uh, it is lovely looking. It sounds lovely. The, um, the music for the game was done by... Um, Pause, 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 pause while he searches. Was done by uh, I. Right, here we go. We'll screw this up. Hisayoshi Ogura, All right. who was formerly one of the members of Taito's in-house band called Zuntata. So they're the guys who Zuntata is a collective are responsible for doing all the arcade game 
theme tunes that we knew and loved. Rainbow Island, Bubble Bobble, New, oh, New Zealand Belters, Story. Yeah. Well, I mean, the music is good. Still, you know. still going now with Groove Coaster and stuff. Uh, cool. He did. He created the soundtrack for Ninja Warriors. Uh, he did oh. Darius. So the music is absolutely fantastic. And the NES, it's not. It's not a bad version of the music either. In fairness, no, it's, it's good. A- this is the frustrating thing about it. It controls nice. It looks nice. The graphics are nice. The music is good. 13 minutes. But 13 it's minutes a, in the arcade. But yeah, I, I've but not we're played not the reviewing arcade. that, are we? We're not. And this is the thing, this is what I'm trying to get to, I think. What, if you're going to take something into the, into the home and you don't have the ability to, if it's too, if you've paid £50 for this and it's got arcade mechanics where you die every two seconds, then that's, that doesn't wash. No. It doesn't. Equally, if it's short, which things in the arcade tend to be, I one cc'd our type the other night on self-isolation, life goals. I've not done it since about 1992, but I thought I'm going to go for this. That is only about 25 minutes long. Mm. But it's solid to get there, and you've got to pump lots of money to get to that skill level, mm. years of gaming to get to do that. Mm. So if you're going to bring something that's designed to pump loads of money and kill you a lot into the home... And you've got to, you've got to add extra levels in, or you've got to make it five times longer, or you've got to, and that it's not enough just to lift it no. and, and make it twelve I mean, minutes. The other thing as well, like when you land on the start page, it's silent. There isn't even any theme music. So I mean, to say the music is good in game, there's no music at all when it starts to the point where when it had booted up, I was turning my speaker on and off on my machine and oh, is it connected that's, to my headphones? And that's not unusual. Yeah, it took me longer to figure. It took me longer to figure that out than it did to finish the game. The very first Super Mario Brothers, you turn that on and it's silent, and you watch him running through the land, the first level. Yeah, that's, that's, that's silent. true. Yeah, it's not yeah, unusual yeah. for NES games so, to do yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, it just. Uh, I, I just think. I like think. I, I don't think they've done enough to make it uh, fit the home. They, they just so, didn't do enough to make it into a game. It's not a game. It is the equivalent of a demo that you would have got sellotaped, a cassette sellotaped to a magazine back in the day. Put it into your Amstrad. It had, that's how much gameplay it had in it. Well, for, say for, that's it, why it, I gave it such a low score. What did you give? How many awoogas, Mark? Two. Two awoogas, right. Well, it's getting far from me, I think. Because it, it's, it, it's, well, five, five being average. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I, I can't understand a four for, a, for 13 minutes of gameplay. If it, was, um, if it was the quality of Shadow of the Beast, like they're knocked back onto the, onto the um, uh, NES, so it absolutely blew everyone's minds and it still only had 13 minutes of gameplay. It still couldn't be average because it's not 13 minutes of gameplay. <laughs> and I won't mind, but only four minutes of that and not repeated gameplay. <laughs> it's just it's four minutes of genuine um, gameplay. The rest of it's just a repeat of that same four minutes. It's as long as a song. It is shorter than an Oasis song. It's, sh- it's shorter than all around the world. Yes, you cannot give it a four. It's shorter than the medley on Abbey Road. And for that, I'm out. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, so what about you, Daniel? 
I see Come your point. On. I see your point, Mark. Absolutely do. Um, it is far too short. And like Sol said, it's a lazy um, port. Maybe when you look yeah. at it, it's 1986. The NES is now, well, the, the NES in, in, in Europe is a year old. In, the, in, in Japan, it's a couple of years, isn't it? But um, I think it looks quite pretty. Like the, the trees on it those does. forest levels, the lightning, the effects there, the sound yeah. is great. Um, the gameplay is smooth. Um, I, I felt cheaped out of a couple of deaths sometimes, as I mentioned earlier. Um, an enemy had turned up on the edge of the screen and fire a shuriken, and you've got literally no time to react to it. Uh, sometimes I it's found not, with it's not this a bad game, Vicky, though, is it? Um, I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I found. Go on. Like I, I found with this at the start, I was dying, and dying, and dying, and dying, and dying, as I said. And then, like I said, I took a wrong strategy of kind of trying to not kill anything. As soon as I adopted the strategy of I'm killing everything, um, I didn't have any issue with it whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I still seem to die a fair amount um i got through a couple of loops of it but it seemed to me more luck than management it was it was it was more mm. luck than judgment that, that managed to get me that far um so much so that i was using the save states on the mini nes to after each level oh, i didn't die there i'll save that then i'll pick it up i i, I did struggle with it to, to play it. i didn't i didn't feel like it was giving me opportunity to react i was just throwing shurikens out out and about in the hope that the enemies mm. that popped up on screen might just accidentally run into them. So I, right. I didn't I didn't particularly like the gameplay, if I'm honest, but the controls were smooth. It, it, it was jumping where I wanted him to, to go, that kind of thing. So, but like Sil said, it, it's, I think they've, they've got that as an arcade part, it's pretty good. It, it's, it's a decent recreation of what you saw in the arcade but that is all they've done mm. is recreated the arcade and arcade games are notoriously well, I mean, short you can't give them credit you can't really give them credit it's like going well I mean the game's called Shit Simulator and um, to their credit they've managed to simulate shit really 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 well it doesn't make it any better does it no but <laughs> a, a year into or rather two years into to the to the Famicom I think it's a pretty good looking thing for, for, for what you it played. Is, yeah, so the, I, maybe, maybe I, I will not disagree with that. Maybe they've spent all the time doing that, making it look good, and then the the head honchos have gone, right, release it now, and they've gone, but we, it's only four stages long. I don't care, release it. So, yeah, you've got to knock it a big bunch of points off for it being, for it being far too short. Um, but graphically... So let's rewind good. on points, though. Let's, let's do it as a... If I treat every game so as a 10 out of the, 10... Um, yeah, so, and then we start uh, knocking points And every subject's off. a sound, I'd give that probably, I don't know, eight, nine maybe. It's, it's really yeah. good sound, like that. Yeah. Like that, innit? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, um, so it's now it's now like around an eight or a nine. Yeah. yeah. So the graphics, I think it's pretty strong as well. It's another eight or nine up there. That's it. So holds its position. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. the controls were smooth, but for the gameplay, I think it was. I got cheaped out of a death, a couple of deaths. I didn't 
like that bit. It, it felt like an arcade machine so, and, and I had to be pumping money into it. It felt like it was there to try and take money off me, which is the purpose of an arcade machine, I know. Listen, so I'm gonna, that's going to drop it right down to like a five or a six at best for that yeah so we're now we're now at five six yeah um then you've got a what what eight nine five six the middle of that's you know a seven but you've, okay you've got so we're six it. seven I, then i go for i think i'm with soul it's, it's just below average it's 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 not an average game i think had they have gone right we've made the game we've made a direct part of the arcade game and someone sat if someone had sat back and gone okay but that's not enough to release it because it's too short. What we need to do is to take those 12 levels and introduce something different or, or extend them. So it's got the basis. It's got the, it's got the nucleus of a really good potential game. And yes, I'm going to knock it masses of points off for it being super, super short. I agree with you, Mark, but I don't think it's absolute dog shit. I don't think it's unplayable. I don't think it's... I, I don't think it is. No, I don't so think I it's think bad. Two I think very, it's very, short, yeah. two is very... Two is a bit mean, I think. Um, but yeah, it's not yeah. It's not good enough to be average I'm purely because all they did was just go, arcade, bang, there you go. There you go, here's £50. Mm. But it depends if you liked it in the arcade. You might you might go, £50, it costs me 10 pence to play in the arcade and I play it yeah. 10 times every time I go. And I, You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, it's slightly below average okay. because it's too short, so I give it a four. I get you. So, at the moment, what's the lowest scoring game that we've um, reviewed? Ooh, five points. That was Hotaman no Titai Tanken. Five points. Right, okay. Um, oh, me, that, I mean, you give five. that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you only think it's one point well, so better than Hotaman like... no Titankan? Come on. Yeah. One point better than that? Yeah. But there you have it. Then, cool. So what's well, that then, sorry? Uh, so we've four, got a nine. Four. Four, four, oh, four, four two. It's a ten, yeah. That's a perfect football um, formation. Formation. Um, ten Awoogas. Right. Awooga! That makes it our second worst game. Depressingly, we could have been playing. Is it, is it, really, is it really our second worst game? Yeah. <clears throat> easy for me. Yeah. Like, I thought it was the worst game, and then until you reminded me of Potterman Shito Chichanki. Actually, so, yeah. Looking, at, um, looking, looking through the games, I would go I think with the this second is better worst than game. Icky. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah. we Go could on, have then. been playing Over Legend L. of Zelda. What's that? Ah, oh, yeah. I think it. I think it's an adventure game or something. No. Not sure. We could have been playing Last Ninja, which, which interestingly, is <laughs> Last Ninja Two, yeah. Um, and then there's uh, some that I've not heard of. Um, oh, Life Force is Salamander, isn't it? Life Force, yeah, is what what they called Sal- Life Force is what they called Salamander. Yeah, and then and I've not heard of some of these, so you'll have to uh, enlighten me. So Little Samson. Yeah, that's a side-scrolling platformer. No, any, uh, no surprise. Any good? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It came quite late. I think it was late night, uh, early nineties, ninety two. So really late. It, and it, it looks, looks nice. pretty. Yeah, it's yeah. really pretty. Um, Layla got me on my knees. Um, which is I don't think it's anything to it's little Samson in a wheelchair. Well, Sorry, I've just looked at. A... He's in a wheelchair. He's googling it. Good. Okay, fair enough. We don't discriminate in gaming. Yeah, well, and it, right. it's inclusivity. Uh, Layla is 
uh, a side-scrolling platformer as a surprise, but uh, according to Hardcore Gaming 101 website, this, this is it, it's featured in their cult Nest Classic. They say it's not particularly a, a brilliant game, but uh, it's the first Famicom game to explicitly feature action girls in, 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 instead of like badass commandos, instead of, ah, okay. instead of male heroes. So, okay. So it's yeah. got something. Uh, yeah. Low G Man, what's that? Yeah, that's a platform, <laughs> side scrolling platformer. Uh, yeah, but set a futuristic side scrolling platformer. So that makes all the okay. difference here. Um, and uh, Last Starfighter, is that from the film? I don't know. It's been that long since I've seen Last Starfighter. I couldn't tell you if it's the game that they feature in it because it's that long ago. But this actually is a reskinning of Euridium, which was the Commodore 64 classic mm-hmm. by Hewson. I like now, Last Starfighter. That's, that, that's got to be a game that should be prime for a remake now. Well, I've got it. Think. I've got it on the Skybox. I might now we're in eternal lockdown. I might watch it. Mm. It was a good film, but um, that's one where you know if someone said they're remaking that, you'd think, yeah, they could do a right job of that now. Well, essentially, but yeah, so essentially, it's basically, Euridium that they reskinned by Hewson. Right. So you remember Hewson, famous for um, other stuff <laughs> in the eighties. My mind's going with lockdowns. Just my brain's falling out my ears. But this. Uh, if there's a game on the Switch and possibly other platforms, I think it is multi-platform that you can get in the download store called Hyper Sentinel. All right. So I'm not sure if you've seen that or not, but it's really worth checking out. It's essentially okay. Uridium Three. It's All right. a son. It's a. It's a son of uh, who started Houston, and he's took it and run. It's Andrew Houston. Well, Rob it, Houston. Check, check it out. It. It, it was really cheap on the Switch not so long ago. I think I paid about four quid for it. And it's really, really, really good. Really good. Proper 80s throwback, but on a modern platform. Cool. Um, Check that out. So I think it's time for you to... um, You haven't done me fun facts. Do some randomizer abuse. Oh, yeah, you fun Let's not forget Dan's fun facts. Sorry, Dan. Just push me out like that. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here for that. Just throw, throw your facts in my face. Are you ready? Sit down and strap in. It's going to feel like a slap. It's coming at you so, so fast. It's Dan's fun fact. Legend of Kage is what I've been playing. Kage, direct translation into English, is Shadow. There's a ninja in there. Shadow. Shadow. There you go. Shadow would have been a better name. Yeah, Legend of Shadow. They should have called it Four Minute Shadow. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like what I've got after shaving. <laughs> right, come on then. Let's um, let's see what this randomizer is going to um, pull out for us next. Well, I've got I've got him over in a box. Just hang on. Just let me get it. Hang on. Yeah. Here is a box, a musical box, wound up and ready to play. But this box can hide a secret inside. Can you guess what is in it today? Stupid game is it's 
He went off at some speed after he dropped that off, didn't he? We're hanging around, wasn't he? No, no. Marble Madness, though. Marble Madness. Something we've heard. Now I know a little. First one that I've actually, actually played back in the day, this one. I thought you were going to say it's the first one I'm looking forward to. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I always look forward to seeing what they are. But this one, I I mean, is a bit of a known quantity. So I'm looking forward to going back to it. I used to like it. I've got some knowledge bombs to drop on Marble Madness, which I'm going to save, obviously, until the next episode. But stuff um, I knew, but I didn't make the connection. But there's a cliffhanger for the next next episode. Cool. I'm going to wrap it up because we've droned on for far too long. It and has, I'm hungry and I need this, a poo. You've got a lot to edit. Oh, yeah. So anyway, that's all for this episode. Thank you for the support and the feedback. We love you long time. If you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Twitter or Instagram at Pixel Hunt Pod. You can see us over on uh, the website of www.pixelhuntpodcast.com with an interesting background to all of uh, what we are. Nice potted history of us. It's all full of truth. It's not made up at all. And there's all the episodes are on there streaming. Don't forget the scars. Yeah, the scars are over there. scars in a a really stupid order. Rather than a points value order, but hey, let's gloss over that. Once you've... uh, once you've fumbled your way through our website, you feel free to drop us an email at howdo at pixelumpodcast.com. Until next time, keep, 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 keep on, keep on, keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Playing the game so you don't have to. Have to. <laughs> <laughs>